The turntables have turned when someone says they're son of whoever. That's a good question, though. Now, are you still recording? I'm still recording, by the way. Nah, it's all good. It's all good. This is the lost files. So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Easy Conversations. I just want to start by saying thanks a lot to everyone who listened to the last episode featuring the homie Matt and I. It was a great time doing our round for round uh, trivia bout. Matt was good stuff. So on that note, actually, Matt, say what's up to the people. What's going on, everybody? Hope everyone's having a great time right now. Uh, I did indeed enjoy last episode, Eric. Definitely going to be doing another one down the road. Um, I'm also pumped for tonight because last time we had this guest on, that was one of my favorite episodes. Last time he was on was the Hidden Gems pod, I think, Eric. But uh, without further ado, just introduce him right now and get the ball rolling for tonight. Yep, the homie making his fourth appearance now on the program. One of the top heavyweight hitters on Easy Conversations. My good friend, the homie Curtis Daigle. Say what's up to the people. How's it going, everyone? Excited to be back for the fourth time. Not a big deal. Just a regular out here. Very comfortable and will bring the content for the people. So yeah, for episode 81 of Easy Conversations, we're going to be doing a kind of lighthearted this or that style episode in which we've prepared a number of questions ranging between, like, like I said, this or that scenarios or would you rather scenarios as well. And yeah, we're just going to go back and forth, ping pong these uh, questions to one another. And then we'll also sprinkle the listener submissions in there in between takes. So it should be a good time. Curtis, as the guest of honor, I'll throw it over to you first. What's the first oh, question wow. that you want to ask Matt and I? And then you'll also be answering, of course. Right. Okay. So when I heard about the premise, uh, I, well, I'll start off by saying, I think I say this at the beginning of every, uh, every kind of uh, visit to the show is that I had a hard time putting this list together. <laughs> uh, when when I when I thought of the premise and you guys, first thing that kind of came to mind is media, you know, cinema, movies, TV shows, things like that. So uh, I thought I'd kind of get the ball rolling with a little bit of a lighter one, probably a bit of an easier one. But uh, um, I don't know if, if we want to go in any order. Matt, I'll, like I, I probably would throw this one to you first because mm -hmm. you're the movie guy. So basically the question is, um, think of every movie, TV show, uh, you know, kind of thing that you've taken in, you've watched or you will watch in the future. Uh, would you rather enjoy those without any music or without any color? Uh, and that could go for kind of what you've already seen uh, and what kind of will be to come um, with regards to movies and TV shows. That's easy for me to be without any color. I, th I find the music and the, like, the soundtrack and or the score adds so much to a movie. I could live with every movie being black and white. I'm going to piggyback on that as well. For me, it's also scrap colored. Nice to have, but in the face of color or music, it, it's a, a big, big score guy. If you listen to the episode with the homie Katrina, episode 64, the importance of music in film, it just cannot be understated. So I got to go uh, keep the music in and just give me some black and white action all day. How about you, Curtis? Yeah, I was definitely leaning towards that, and I, uh, I wasn't sure if that was an easy toss-up. It sounds like it was, but um, which is fine. I mean, That's okay, uh, like yeah. I said, I did have a hard time, so we'll start. 
as 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 my list goes on you'll see i really I've, i got the grain uh, the brain pump in there but uh um yeah i think music just adds so much emotion and i mean the visual aspect especially as we get further into like you know our movie watching lives and our tv watching lives i do think that technology uh you know it, it's just going to get better and better and like color and and visuals are you know as they've never been better as they are now right so that does play a big part in things but um you know the music's timeless and i think it will continue to have that impact so i'd lean music as well that's a super good point though like could you imagine certain movies like avatar for example in black and white like those vivid colors that just smack you across the face like right like you're on an lsd trip as i'm sure james cameron was when he was imagining all these characters it just wouldn't hit the same if it was in black and white so like you're right and especially going forward there yeah, I mean, everything in black and white may not be for the best. And also in some scenes when you don't have music, it can also make the moment happening much more profound and serious. Like you don't really know what's coming. And like mm -hmm. in horror movies when there's no music and someone's slowly walking towards something, like you know there's a, something that's going to happen. So anyways, no, good good first question, Curtis. Um, do you want to go, Matt, or do you want me to go? Yeah, I'll go, and I'll quickly say I, I had a hard time making my list or making my questions. But then I re I, then I'm like, you know what? Just I peppered in some silly ones and sprinkled some serious <laughs> ones in there. So uh, I'm just gonna go with my first one here. God is about to grant you one ability, but you have to choose between. So he's gonna. You can either speak five languages, or he grants you the martial arts prowess of a UFC fighter. Which one are you picking? That's a tough one. I, it's funny because my mind went here so many times too. And it actually went to languages as well. I don't know if there's five languages that I would see value in learning. I would definitely like to learn a couple languages. But I think five is maybe a bit overkill. I already, I already compete at a UFC fighter uh, level uh, physically anyway. So, uh, <laughs> Didn't no. know that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> I think, I don't know. I, it's tough because you could, you could really live your whole life never really needing that skill. Um, but it's it, nice to have. I was just going nice nice to say nice to have in your back pocket. Sure. And I guess you could use it as, you know, you could just start competing, right? I guess if you, if you were interested in that, but... Yeah, I don't know. Uh, you know, I, I do I do tend to um, obviously work with a lot of people that speak another language, which I don't do currently. I watch a lot of, uh, you know, TV and movies that are in other languages as well. And I have pretty recently like take like taken an interest in in learning other languages. So uh, maybe it wouldn't maybe I wouldn't need all five, but I think I would probably lean towards the languages if I if I had to choose. Nice. I'm also going to go with the languages like uh. UFC would be nice to have, especially in like a dicey situation, like in a bar setting, for example, like I've yeah. never been in a bar fight. Don't really want to either. But if I were to be like in somewhat of a physical altercation, like knowing that I have these God given abilities, I could just do some damage. I could, I'd be way more confident in those settings. Right. So, but still like, that's not really a situation I want to find myself in. And like you said, Curtis, like working with, like people from different backgrounds as well like it is a nice it'd be make it much easier to just establish relationships with them all and um yeah i think i'd go languages for sure like and one of them i want to be is um arabic for sure like i, w I would like 
if I could speak Arabic, like that'd be awesome. So, and there's always time to learn, but um, maybe this will be the motivation to <laughs> learn. Maybe though, maybe huge maybe. But anyways, what about you, and, Matt? And think of all the tra- and think of all the traveling you do, Eric, or will do. Yeah, I, absolutely. Um, I'm I'm going with martial arts oh, though. Nice. <laughs> I, I you said the key word. It would give me a lot more confidence, mm-hmm. and it's just like. A, a trump card in my back pocket you know that i can like pull out if needed not that i'm gonna seek like physical altercations but i don't know i'm comfortable with french and english i'm like i'd rather like it'd be good to know all those things like be a badass i think it would just <laughs> like you said more confidence uh but now uh throw it over to you eric what do you got yeah mine are kind of all uh, none of them are really serious <laughs> honestly they're all kind of uh, just like some life stuff some goofy stuff and the first one i'm gonna go with is you're at a cookout, you know, just a kickback with the the squad, and you have to have one role out of these two. Would you rather be the cooler guy, so the guy who just brings the drinks, or the grill guy, the guy manning the grill, mm. prepping burgers and hot dogs for the squad? Which way are you leaning? Matt, let's go with you first. Honestly, I, I'd want to be the grill guy. It's a huge responsibility. <laughs> But I am my I am confident on the grill, so I feel like people would like if you do a good job, you're like the man, like yep. you're cooking everyone's burgers and <laughs> everything basically. So I think I'm I am confident enough to do that, and I feel like I would be like I'd get a lot more props being the the grill guy. And I I guess it's very like vain of me to say that, but like I don't know, I, I I'm performing a service right, and I'm confident in my cooking yeah. skills. So grill guy. That's a good answer, Curtis. Matt, you pretty much took the answer right from my mouth. Like, I think I would be comfortable doing both. It's definitely less pressure to just bring a bunch of drinks and, uh, you know, just just make sure there's ice in the cooler. But um, you're definitely the man if everyone's like, that's, an, that's a juicy burg or, uh, you know, a nice steak. But, you know, if you overcook or undercook, like I've I've actually just like barbecued for people before and I'm like staring at what they're eating like making sure that it's cooked all the way through and stuff you know so you kind of have that added pressure but uh, yeah I guess I guess I would say uh, I, I don't want to shy away from a challenge so you know give me the tongs give me the the spats and I'm grilling. Great answer, fellas. I'm. Obviously, since I presented this question and you know me as a, you know, I like my beers. So I'm 100% going cooler guy. I've been grill guy. Very satisfying when you do deliver for the people. But like you've both said, a lot of pressure. And as cooler guy, you can be that unsung hero. The guy who just swoops in with a bunch of brews and always making sure everyone's got a cold one in their hand. Like, yo, you need one? I got you. I'm heading over there right now. Or you're just lounging next to the cooler the whole time. People will just flock to you. Whereas grill guy, you're kind of on that just smoky island on your own just sweat pouring down your forehead and just like you feel the pressure you can't fully enjoy the barbecue atmosphere as well like i want to be in the mix everyone wants to be around cooler guy and uh, you know i like to play some pong as well like not really available as grill guy true but cooler guy i feel like is just just the it's the spot to be in i'm going cooler guy (laughs) i like how that was the one we've like put the most thought into so far oh yeah been <laughs> prepping for this for a while so yeah so yeah. it goes back to me then right? well actually i'm gonna do listener submissions oh sorry yeah as well just to my bad switch them up it's all good so the first submissions and we actually got two from her from my girlfriend andy 
So she had, the first one was, would you rather be a kid your whole life or an adult your whole life? Oh, that's such a good one. Oh. You want to start, you, you go, Curtis. Oh, yeah. okay, you're throwing it at me, eh? <laughs> Holy. I wasn't ready. That's a great question. Um, as, as much as we kind of cherish those childhood years and, you know, you, you, you know, you build the basis of your life on, on that foundation. I just think the opportunities are so much more vast as an adult. You, you know, you, you could kind of start things off earlier in your life too. Like think about financially how set up you'd be earlier in life if you started right away kind of thing and i i don't know i guess you could get into like you're still gonna have to go through the education system and stuff like that but i just think you'd probably be more developed you'd probably be more ready to take things on mm-hmm. quicker and you could kind of just get the ball rolling on those things faster and then kind of just get set up for for life quicker uh so it, it would be a tough that's a tough decision because you really don't want to scrap either of those things but i think i'd have to go adult mm-hmm. yeah same adult too curtis what everything what you said and honestly there's way more responsibilities as an adult but there's so many more benefits there's so many things you can do as an adult that you can as a kid and mm-hmm. that's the deciding factor for my uh yeah. decision so yeah, yeah adult like i love the question too and like i deb- like i still i feel like a kid still to be honest and i debate like oh do i want to just be a kid my whole life but i'm also i'm not a kid i'm an adult as well and <laughs> just like all the like the the perks of being a kid are like no stress no bills just having fun it's, life's not too serious but at a certain point especially knowing what we know now as adults like there's just so much more to gain like you said curtis mm-hmm. out of being an adult and uh, those benefits outweigh the the perks of just having less responsibilities and being able to just play around like all summer long. Matt, like we've talked about in earlier episodes, are like summers as a kid are the best. But also, mm-hmm. I would argue that summers as an adult nowadays are also like the best in the in a different way and mm-hmm. offer way more diversity. And uh, yeah, I think it, well, yeah, adults across the board. But uh, I love the question though; it was really good. Yeah, and good she had one more question. I'm just gonna go by by listener submission. She had one more, which was, would you rather pick up a hitchhiker or be a hitchhiker? Wow, good one. Easy for me, pick up up a hitchhiker. Okay. I feel like being, yeah, like I could select, I guess if I didn't have a choice, it'd be a lot dicer, but like I'm in control as the driver, like who am I picking up? And if I was the hitchhiker, I could be getting in the car with any, like with a psycho. Hmm. I know, I feel like I have the advantage if, I'm the driver as, as opposed to being the hitchhiker. That's the, thinking, like, the hitchhiker's paradox. Really, it's the hitchhiker yeah. has all the con- holds all the cards. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to go off what you're saying, Matt, before Curtis answers. I also would, <laughs> I also would rather pick up because I do, I do agree. You, you're more in control, right? You don't know who's, what kind of psychos car you're getting into if you get picked up by a hitchhiker. But also at the same time, the hitchhiker you're picking up could like pull out a gun on you and mm-hmm. you never know like they could assume control but you're also still driving so you could pull out some sort of control. like barrel roll maneuver yeah. to like, just <laughs> throw them off a little bit and then e-brake drift stiff arm mm-hmm. pull out whip out the yeah. mma moves on them and well not me but you matt you in this situation but all you have to do is speed you just have to speed and then you say if you shoot me we're gonna go crashing and you go mm-hmm. really really fast and they go. can't do anything 
you, they can't interfere with you. Like you're gonna go flying off the highway, right? That's like, good so. logic. So yeah, me it would be pickup. What about you, Curtis? So Matt would use his MMA skills, and you would just talk five languages. <laughs> exactly. Hope one of them later. sticks. <laughs> <laughs> so when Matt was saying his answer, I was thinking like, because I, I, I understand the concept of you're in control of the vehicle, but you're also you have so much focus on driving too, right? I think it's kind of a lot easier to get surprised because you're not just going to you're not just going to like immediately gun it to a hundred and be like, Hey, welcome to my car. If you do anything crazy, I'm going to drive us into a wall. You're like that concept would only kind of pan out if you figured out something was going wrong and then you got up to a dangerous speed, but someone could just be sitting in your passenger seat or whatever. And you could just be, you know, trucking along and all of a sudden it's too late. Right. And you're focusing on the road. It's probably nighttime in my head. It is anyway. <laughs> Uh, and it, I don't know. It depends. Like I probably would never do this, you know, if, if the setting was wrong, if I was by myself, like maybe I have a passenger in my car. If I do, uh, then I would pick probably be more comfortable picking someone up. I think in this scenario you're alone. Yeah. If I was alone, I'd probably trust myself better to be the hitchhiker. Mm. Um, mm. but it's tough because I don't like to not be in control as well. And, not having control of that vehicle is tough. Um, but, you know, I also think like a la Eric's barrel roll maneuver, I could probably barrel roll myself out of the passenger side window, <laughs> uh, land on my feet with my bag in hand and just probably like hop in the next one. Onto the next after. one, yeah. Yeah, so like I'd be confident in my abilities to outmaneuver them. You know, because the demographic of, of driver that would actually cause me problems would be quite narrow. Uh, would have to be a God-given MMA fighter or something like that. To, so, yeah, I'd lean uh, hitchhiker on that. Okay, good stuff. I like the, uh, the diversity here. So, yeah, thank you, Andy. Great questions. Curtis, I'll go back to you now. Start it up again. Yeah, I'm going to continue the uh, trend of great questions here. And... Uh, <laughs> And hit you guys with a with a another kind of fight simulator. <laughs> Would you rather fight uh, six six year olds <laughs> with uh, <laughs> with pocket knives or one eighty six year old with a sword? Uh, and you're unarmed. Okay. And the, and the bloodlust is the same across both scenarios, and it's uh, it's moderate to high. Okay, moderate to high. I'm yeah. as, I'm assuming the eighty six year old has some serious skills and like has seen he has some experience wielding this sword otherwise like there's a i feel like kind of a mismatch and perhaps conditioning as well but i'm still gonna take the 86 year old honestly some unpredictable six-year-olds you can for sure fend off a few of them but maybe you lose sight of one of them one of them slices open your calf achilles mm -hmm. heel you're just on all fours before you know it and just getting stabbed like um uh, by whatever Varus's little birds essentially Game I of was, Thrones. Ah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna go with the 86 year old in this situation. Just you gotta mix in a couple of dodges quick, and like slowly you're starting off far from him, feeling him out a little bit, tire him out, rib punch, rib punch, rib punch, <laughs> left hook to the noggin, you got it, and then grab the sword from him. That's how I'm taking him out. <laughs> Matt, how about you? <laughs> Eric, you like exactly what I was gonna say. I don't care if they're only six. They can, they can, they, you can't 
they can circle you and you're screwed. Like there's six of them. You can't you can't see everything around you. And the 86 year old could be good with the sword, but he's still 86 years yeah. old. I can move much quicker than him and tire him out. Like you said, Eric, you said the key word. You can just keep running in circles around him and like he's gonna be confused. Like he's gonna be tired out. Mm. One good punch to the head. And, <laughs> yeah. Like six year like I can I can get three of those six year olds before they like start stabbing me, but the other three are gonna be stabbing me in the shins. Like you exactly. said, Eric. So. Everything you said, Eric, is perfect. That's my answer, too. Uh, I actually put no thought into what I would prefer in this situation, but you guys make a pretty good case for the for the 86-year-old. I just... It's kind of like... You probably have a bit of wiggle room with the kids. Like, you could probably take a couple shots or a couple stabs. Like, True. obviously, if... The, if, if you know, you got to remember they're six years old. The bloodlust is high, but their knowledge of your anatomy is not. So where they're not, they're probably not going to go for the Achilles heel. They're probably going to try to stab you in the leg or butt, uh, depending on yeah. <laughs> what, what they can get to. Uh, but like, I don't know how, like, how many chances you get against the sword, you know? So yeah, you could tire them out, but you have to just be extra careful that like, you have to make sure that you're, you know, your moves count and that you're not yep. taking any hits. Um, but I, w I would probably agree with you guys on that one, especially after your answers. Okay, one, this could be like a really weird one, but like it could interesting conversation. Would you rather go back in time or travel into the future? I've given this one a lot of thought, but I'm curious to see what you guys like are. to interact with yourself in the past or in the future. No, like I'm talking like, well, you could if you want, but I'm talking like hundreds of years mm. in either direction i can answer if you guys want to give it some thought or uh, i mean I, I can go like i have my my first thought answer i'd probably go in the past honestly just see a simpler time actually i don't know now maybe the future would be yeah. cooler to see because there'd be like some crazy technology that's been developed and we'd be in like some blade runner 2049 or 2047 whatever it's called um era yeah, I mean, I think it'd be cool to see what we accomplish down the road. And then we come back and be either inspired and steal stuff from the future. Yeah, or, and then, or yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going future, actually, never mind the past. Well, yeah, like, I think a lot of people, when they hear this kind of question, they, they think about what it would be like to live in the past with the knowledge we have now. Mm. And I mean, I guess... You could technically do the same, like, and I don't know if we're looping back to current time or if it's like, you know, you choose and you're done. Uh, I'm going to treat it as that, the latter, and saying I can go forward and back. And once I'm there, I'm staying. Uh, and, you know, who knows what you're jumping forward into. Uh, you know, the world's a scary place right now. And, you know, who knows what you're you're going to be jumping into you jump backwards you have a general idea of what's going on and you also have a knowledge of of like the future or well your present technologies and you know mm -hmm. even just simple things like you could just you could easily just be rich you know you know about every major event that occurs you can just become a betting god just like <laughs> you know just like become a rich dude in the even even like you know the 50s or 60s or something and just kind of like ride it out so i think i'd mm -hmm. go back 
See now hearing your answer now, I'd obviously want to do that as well. But I was kind of no, ta- I was kind of taking it as a you travel to the future, just that like, you see what's up and then you come back. And that's where I was saying like, well, yo, I get- see what they've accomplished there, and like I try to get some patents going in the present. But based on what I've seen in the future, yeah, no, if we could do that, I mean, I'm, I'd be doing what you're doing as well, Curtis, and just become a god of the past. I'm I'm with Curtis. I'd rather go back in time and. Because of like what you said, like the certainty of like, you know, the events that are going to happen. My big thing is blending in. I find I can blend way more in the past and in the future because at least I'm aware of what's happened in the past. If I arrive in the future, like I might be targeted, identified right away with like a rec, rec, uh, like a retinal scan. Like my eyes get scanned and it's like, oh, who is this unidentified person? Go to jail right away. You know, like who knows what it's going to be like. Or just get vaporized, you know, like you, you have no idea. So. I don't have the correct chip in my wrist or whatever. And they're like, oh, you're not, who are you? You're an alien. Or I arrive and there are aliens, which would be, be cool. That could be cool. Uh, but yeah, over to you, Eric. Good question, Matt. So my next question is, would you rather have incredible visual art skills, in other words, like painting or drawing, mm-hmm. or have the voice of a mix of Fergie and Jesus? <laughs> what would you rather have? <laughs> how do you how does one uh you know qualify the voice of Fergie and Jesus I mean I'm I'm assuming we're just comparing like a really good singer to yeah exactly the voice of an angel in other words Fergie and Jesus yeah uh I'll run with this one Matt if you don't mind Um, go for it I've always really wanted to know how to draw like it's been something that I just kind of wish that I had and I think you can kind of like you know you can practice and get better at it but I've always just been really bad at it and I don't know I've never been great at like being really crappy at something and like pushing through until I'm good I'm I usually think like you know this is not for me and I just push it aside but uh lately I've been like playing a lot of music again and I've been really feeling like man like I wish I was just like the best singer ever I think that would just be so cool so definitely the music uh the singing thing for me nice I'm picking the singing thing too. Mm. Uh, I think it'd just be more like a cool thing to have. Like I could, you know, sing to my, like, I think people appreciate that more in my opinion. Like if you can sing really well and I don't know, I think it'd be like a hit at parties or karaoke or I don't know, sing to, sing to my girlfriend or something. I don't know. Like, I think it's more like romantic and I don't know. (laughs) No, I'm getting really mushy. (laughs) I get what you mean though. I think you need like a special eye to like appreciate good art and not everyone does and you know i think it's harder to identify good art than it is to like you know you sing at a party and it's like everyone kind of identifies that as a you know as like a a, a good skill to have so yeah i hear you good answers i'm gonna go uh, paint draw honestly like and i've talked about on the pod that i have been well i've tried my hand at painting actually with our uncle pat and uh, recently, Curtis, actually, in the last month and a half or so, I have been drawing a lot. And I'm not someone who has been, a, like, I never classify myself as a, a strong drawer by any means. Mm-hmm. But I've been pretty impressed and just overall proud at how I've progressed. And, like, my latest drawing is of the Green Goblin, actually. And it's it looks pretty sick, in my opinion. Right now, I'm using, like, a grid just, like, to mm-hmm. make, like, it helps a lot, actually, like, the process of 
drawing little shapes and making it all fit proportionately together. So if I could have those skills like really perfected and like be able to paint some sick artwork, like I'd love to be able to do that. And hey, not impossible. So yeah, just keep working at the craft. <laughs> nice. So I'll go to the next uh, listener submission. It was from your mom, Matt. So Taunt Mary. Hers was, would you rather wash dishes or dry dishes? I'll, I'll go. I'd rather wash the dishes. No reason. It's just, I don't know. I find it super easy. Drying can be a little annoying. They're both annoying, but like, I don't know. Wash The washing's the first step. I'd rather do the washing. It's been a while since I've done either by hand. Shout out to the amazing invention, the dishwasher. Oh, okay. Um, I thought you were going to be shout out to Yeah, me wife. too. That's what I thought you were going to say, honestly. <laughs> That's rough, guys. The fact that you even Sorry. thought that, you know? Uh, no, but I, I've always, like, since I first lived on my own, I, I, never, I didn't have a dishwasher, and I always hated doing dishes. So, like, I've always been, like, dishwasher is a must. I don't know, probably washing if I had to. I think I'm kind of with Matt. Like, drawing is kind of annoying, and... Like you dry like three things and then your towel's just soaking wet and you're like, okay, well, I guess I'm done until my towel dries. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) True. It it is a bad buzz when the towel starts to get a little damp, but I'm going to have to go dry uh, dry here, honestly. Like I I don't mind washing either, but I feel like my hands get super rough, especially in the winter months, like um, some sort of... uh, eczema or something i don't know so just like dry skin just dry skin vegas because of the water like it just irritates the hands a little bit so i like to keep them protected and uh, just drawing as drying as much as possible so i'm gonna go dry all day here sorry if that got a little graphic for the listeners oh yeah very deep weren't expecting that okay so yeah thank you tom mary great question curtis back to you okay uh this is this is the one of the ones i'm most proud of so oh it's a bit of a roller coaster so buckle up um so would you would you rather eat only craft singles processed cheese slices as your only source of sustenance for the rest of your life or you have or you're just automatically screaming as loud as you can for, for the entire duration that you that you're going to the washroom always every time you enter the washroom you're just screaming oh, just washroom? as loud as you can so there you have it so Take just it out in public work. quick quick yeah piss and just yeah, every time belching. just screaming bloody murder as like as lot like your body oh. automatically does it as a reaction to going to the washroom oh, regardless of what you're doing when you go to the washroom it's you know even if you're just going into the, the a restaurant quickly or whatever you're screaming as loud as you can i was just gonna say like that option immediately makes you an undesirable other for any sort of public appearance or social gathering mm-hmm. like you gotta go craft mm-hmm. singles here am i crazy it sucks mm-hmm. but <laughs> that i don't know you i don't know <laughs> craft sing- i know i i know craft what singles answer. to avoid picture, public shame picture like Picture just a ball of craft singles and just like eating it like you, an apple. You learn to, yeah, you learn oh. to appreciate it. I want to say. 
I'm picking the bathroom thing. I love food so much. I will build my life around making sure that I could always have a car and drive to like a bath, like somewhere by myself where I could go take a dump or piss really quickly and yell. Like I will build my life around that based on having like being able to eat whatever I want for the rest of my life. So every that includes like making sure you're not making sure you don't have to go pee or making sure you always have like a a vehicle nearby you can drive somewhere to go to the washroom. Like I'd figure it out. I would figure it out because I like to eat so much. Like I like different, I can't live without my food, right? Like the single things would kill me. Such an added stress though. Like you go on vacation. You know, you're supposed to just be chilling in Mexico resort, whatever. Hotel room. You meet a couple of sick, Ah! you meet a couple of sick groups. Like they're like, Oh, I love this Matt guy. They all go out. Like, I don't know. You just all go to the washroom quick. Hey Matt, come back to our room and go to the washroom with us. I'd, I'd work around it somehow. I'd work around it. What about you, Curtis? Oh my god, um, that was exactly what I wanted out of that question. Um, <laughs> the way Matt put it, like I actually think I'd lean towards the washroom thing. Like, I I know obviously there would be certain situations that you just like wouldn't really be able to get around. But you know, like if you have a house and you like, even if let's say you live with your like your wife or something like i mean you've gotten past that right you're just gonna say look i'm sorry i mean i get up to go to the washroom middle of the night you're getting up too um but you know or you just build some like some like bunker in your basement that has like Uh, a soundproof bathroom and you're just like that is your designated bathroom and then like kind of like what matt was saying like i don't know maybe you invest in like a, a bus that has like a bathroom in it or something so that like if you're on the road you just like you know you use that and then like i don't know if you're drunk at a party or something and you have to take a leak outside like you're probably screaming most of the time anyways while doing that right like like so i mean it's just kind of yeah like there's there's party pat he's screaming up a storm again like also Sorry, I'm just going to add, Curtis, you made, you made a good point about the bunker and it inspired me to come up with like patent this idea of like some helmet that you just put on top of your head with like foam pads that you just rock every time you go to the washroom. So while you're screaming into it. You know what? If you know, yeah, I'd create that and then I'm choosing that option as well. Because let's be real, like the crafts, I, I love food as well. Like there's no way I'd survive. <laughs> Yeah. Just eating craft singles, so unfortunately, Every... Eric, you've already made yeah, up your I know, mind. Yeah, no, that's twice so now. I'm changing my answers. Singles for life. It's funny, like Matt and I are are leaning the same way, but like this 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 kind of team works, you know. Like you got a cooler guy and a grill guy, you know. Like it's just it, exactly you just kind of it's just kind of working. So you know, you got your craft singles, and uh, Matt and I will just build a bunker somewhere. So yeah. it works. All right, this one's kind of really random, but. Would you rather participate in a jackass movie or you spend the night awake and all alone in a remote and abandoned mental asylum? Nice. I like the I like the the variance between those two choices. A jackass movie probably takes quite a while to film. Uh I haven't seen it like that kind of thing in a while, but I used I I think I watched like the first couple movies and I always there were always like those couple scenes that really stood out to you that were just like I I could not do that right and like there's definitely a chance that if you sign up for the movie you're going to be the one 
doing one of those horrible things. I would probably take the one night, just suck it up, get it over with. You just got to tell yourself that, you know, Johnny Knoxville is not there to hurt you. And uh, I think you'll get through it. I feel like if I did jackass, I would then end up in that asylum for more than just one night. So I'm going to go in the asylum for the one night. Just suck it up. I feel like you'd power through. Whereas jackass, like like you said, Curse, I've never seen... Well, I've only seen one of them in its entirety, but I've seen like clips here and there. And just like bamboo shoots. Like, I'm pretty sure they put up like bamboo shoots up there finger and toenails like paper cuts in between their like the slits of their toes and fingers i don't know yeah. and that's like probably light work for them too so i would i don't know there's no way i'd be able to survive filming one of those so i'm going asylum all day here matt mm-hmm. yeah like in i've seen most of the jackass movies and show all of the show but like you'd be doing stuff like maybe like drinking horse semen or yeah. putting leeches on your eyeballs or doing some like crazy like stunts with like little like rocket propelled cars so yeah i'm picking the asylum (laughs) too (laughs) Uh, i just thought i'm just playing all the movies in my head yeah but the thing is i'm kind of like a like i've seen so many horror movies i'd be like petrified and i'd have to tell myself there's no no such thing as demons or ghosts or whatever that's what i'd be afraid of in the asylum like a wandering patient but they're not like i see them but they're not really there you know like you know like a movie but uh, no i think i'd suck it up too yeah, I'll go. My next one is more uh, geared in a video game direction here. So, would you rather be a member of the Elite Four or the main character's rival in a game of Pokemon? So, like Pokemon, let's say Ruby. You know, you're the main character's rival that they face like six to seven times throughout the entire game or a member of the Elite Four, so one of the final bosses in the Pokemon game. And if you're going Elite Four, which one would you want to be? One through four. That's just bonus if you choose Elite Four. <laughs> I'd be Elite Four, the uh, the second or third Elite Four. You know, I don't want to be the first easy step or the last, like, final boss. I just want to be, like, not too much attention on me, but enough, you know? Like, you got to defeat me to go to the final stage. Um, I wouldn't want to be like the rival because that's just like he's mostly a loser and like pathetic I guess <laughs> so, Elite Four is more respected I think that's exactly what I was thinking Matt I, I don't know I think I think they did end up shifting the rival from like a douche to like like an overly lame sidekick slash best friend as the game progressed um, yeah. but, the, but they're never cool I, I played, like, the very, very first ones when the rivals were, like, douches. Um, so that's mm-hmm. kind of what sticks in my head. Um, but I, I would pick... I'd probably pick Elite Four. And I'll go, I'll go like, right after Matt. So if you if you face Matt and win, then you'll face me. Okay. Yeah, when I, when I was writing this in mind, I did not have, like, the, the softer rival that we're seeing nowadays. I was more thinking, like, right. OG douche rival, which is... Yeah not the way i'm leaning i'm also going elite four here and i'm going number three i don't want to be the last one again but in this scenario obviously i've had a little more time to think about it than you guys i'm thinking i want my like strongest pokemon to be the strongest out of all of the elite fours pokemon you know what i mean so i might i'll have the one that's like a level 73 but the fourth in the elite four has like 68s to 72s you know but no no 73s i got the number one 
So yeah, <laughs> that's my that's my answer for that question. Yeah. So all on the same page. Nice. Our next question, speaking of same page, is kind of similar to a question that you already asked us, Curtis, but it's pretty funny. It's from a seven-time guest, so got to put some respect on the homie Bassam's name. So his, his this or that scenario was, would you rather last two rounds with prime Mike Tyson, who's trying to take your head off, or have to take on... 58-year-olds who are also trying to mess you up. Like, they can coordinate and work together, by the way. So they're not just, like, idiot 8-year-olds. But, addition, you're allowed one non-lethal weapon for the kids, if that's what you choose. 50? 58-year-olds, you're allowed one non-lethal weapon, if that's the route you're going. Only for the kid, though, not for Mike Tyson. Prime Mike Tyson, you're in a ring with him, no weapons. Two rounds, no gotta weapons. last. Non-lethal weapon. Is there any info on, like, the setting? Is this, like, a cage match? Or? So, uh, it's... Yeah, for the eight-year-olds. For the eight-year-olds, I was kind of envisioning, like, a schoolyard just running around, but, like, you can't just run forever. At some point, you gotta face them. Yeah. But you're. I think well, you have they, more okay. room than the ring that you're confined to because you. Right. Like everyone would just. You'd be crammed like sardined in the ring with fifty-eight year olds. I guess like what's the definition of a? Because <laughs> I'm gonna be real with you. With eight year olds, you put anything in my hands and it's probably gonna be lethal. <laughs> like how is it it's not? True. How is it not? Like I could use a salt shaker mm. in my hand and. Like it's probably gonna be lethal. So are we talking just like no guns or flamethrowers or anything like that? Well, I'm, I like can say my answer bat. if you want, like an inspiration, perhaps, or just like something to go off of. Yeah, you start. Mine was so I'm going eight year olds because Mike Tyson. Mm-hmm. I'm dying yeah. from that Kill fight, you. in my opinion, anyways. Or like there's serious medical bills <laughs> to be paid and just damage. Never be the same to be had. So. Eight-year-olds, and my weapon would be a flamethrower that shoots pepper spray that I've just MacGyvered uh, together. And I'm also wearing, like, some sort of gas mask to protect my own eyes. That's not a weapon, so I can just throw that on. And I'm just spraying. And they're not—they're never even getting near me because I just got them at a decent distance just dousing them in pep spray. And it's a wrap so what, within minutes. What, uh, like, what signifies the end of that fight, then? Well, they're all just scrambling, like clawing at their eyes, and I'm just going one by one, just drop kicking them, one at a time. <laughs> all right, okay. So you're you're incapacitating them, and then you're gonna just and level then them. just making sure that the fight, the deed is done. That's smart, Matt. You want to go? No, I don't. Well, I was thinking baseball bat, but that's a lethal weapon. But it's not that's really a thing. weapon. It's a sports equipment. Yeah. Like it's. I would say that was my where my yeah. mind went too. I would say like, you know, you're it's not a sword mm-hmm. or like a gun or like a flamethrower, like I said before. It's it's a piece of sports equipment that I mean yeah. you know, you put you, you, you could probably be lethal with a with a pillow if you're hard you know, you hit them hard enough with it. So No, I would um, say pillow I feel like is non lethal it's not a lethal we- it's not intended to be a lethal weapon. Like pillow could I think that could work. No, but I wouldn't use that. That's come on. That's like you might as well just have nothing. Like, can I use a baseball bat? Is that is that allowed? I'm using it. Ah, screw yeah, it. It's allowed I, for me. I think me. baseball bat flies. Honestly, 
you just helicopter them. Yeah. Like that's that's what I'm doing. Like I'm helicoptering fifty-eight year olds out of uh, you know with with a baseball bat. Yeah. And once again, I mean, they can coordinate all they want, but they're they're not. <laughs> they're not getting within two feet of me. I agree with Curtis. Like, make sure you don't get surrounded. Go to like little choke points. Pick up rocks and chuck them at them <laughs> if you find some. Like, do every dirty trick. Climb the play structure and make them come one or two at a time to you. Oh, one nice, crack yeah. on the skull, they're going down. Prison rules. Let's oh go. <laughs> you could you could pick up one eight year old and chuck them at like three other ones, Each and they'll all like tumble down the stairs. That's yeah. it. I changed so. my answer. I'm I'm. I'm using the first eight-year-old as a weapon against the other 49. <laughs> like swing him. Yeah. Just there you hold go. them by the legs and just like, you know, get the one with the biggest head. And it's just, it's just like, it's a living mace. Battering like, ram. Grog. Yeah. Yeah. By the time I'm done, the one I'm holding will just forfeit due to emotional trauma. So, um, yeah, it's a wrap. It's funny that Basam and I both had thoughts of fighting children so there's something to say about that but by the time you're done with him you'll only be holding on to his ankles like the rest of the body will be gone or something (laughs) (laughs) all right i think we got that one wrapped up so yeah curtis we'll go back to you yeah i don't know this one might be super easy but it's just uh something i thought of so i gotta set the scene a little bit after i i say this so um would you rather read everyone's mind or not be able to read anyone's mind however like the caveat is you can't control it so if you look at someone then you're automatically like hearing their thoughts and you can't shut it off it's not selective so basically you're going to be hearing everyone's true thoughts about you and about situations that you're in um and uh or you just keep on living the way you are now without any crazy powers uh eric will go to you no powers i would not want that like that i feel like that would just cause like more anxiety and stress in social situations i'd be like constantly just second guessing everything and even though i now know like i don't have to guess second guess about like oh what are they thinking about me and worrying about that i'd be worrying about actually being able to see and hear what they're hearing and it just it would shift like every single social interaction and make them kind of uncomfortable because like kind of what's the point of having that conversation with the person i already know exactly what they're thinking and maybe it, it like you can steer certain conversations a certain way based on what the person's thinking and you can adapt on the fly but i wouldn't want that i'd much rather just not be able to read the minds especially if you can't shut it off and yeah no no powers mm-hmm. i couldn't agree more with you eric um You'd have to be the world's greatest actor if you had those powers because you would have to pretend like you don't have those powers or else like you'd be locked up and you'd have to like play mind games with everybody and like, again, like just be the world's greatest actor. I don't want to know what other people are saying about me. Like, I don't know. I don't want to know like that stuff. I'd rather just not know, actually. Um, er Everything you said, Eric, that's exactly I I echo everything you said. I, I kind of agree obviously there are situations where it would be nice to be able to get a leg up on you know on someone you know but for the most part i think it would just be pretty traumatic i mean it's nice to know the truth but sometimes i think it's better if you don't so exactly yeah, yeah. agreed if it was selective for sure i mean hey who wouldn't yeah. want to read a person's <laughs> mind every now and then but if it was all the time like i'd have to like just put that 
bunker helmet on my head and just isolate because there's just too much coming in. Just block it all out. Your Magneto helmet. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> nice. Okay, this one's... Give it some thought. Okay, would you rather eat the same meal three times a day for the rest of your life or always wear the same thing every day for the rest of your life? So let me just clarify. The meal is like not just one food item. It could be like a hamburger and fries or steak and Caesar salad. And the clothes, you have infinite amount of this clothes. It's just all the same t-shirt or all the same pair of jeans. But it's only the same thing. You got to wear it every day. It doesn't matter what the temperature is. Yes, you have coats and stuff, but like it's, you're literally wearing the same shirt or sweatshirt, whatever you pick, you pick and decide to choose. So food or clothes? I'm going clothes. I'll wear the same thing every day. I pretty much do, honestly, mm. out here. I wear sweatpants every <laughs> single day out here. I obviously, I have three different pairs. So I alternate those if anyone wants to know. But I would, I'd pick my signature outfit and be like a cartoon character. I'd go hoodie, okay. t-shirt, and Lulu pants. And uh, yeah, I'm good to go. That's... Uh, that's the drip right there. And, I, and then if, so I'm, if it's the, hot outside, I can take my hoodie off, right? Or am I confined to the hoodie at all times? No, I think if you go outside, you got to wear the hoodie at all times. Okay, I'm still well, wearing the hoodie. Okay, I, no, you know what, Eric? Never mind, never mind. I didn't really think about that specific type, but I guess that you'd have no problem. Like, you could walk around naked, I guess, if you want, or just in your underwear. But like if you're going somewhere, you have to wear the same. So yeah, you that's a way of working around it for sure. Yeah, but no, even if you had to, like just to make it harder, even if I had to wear the hoodie, I'd still wear it honestly. Okay. okay. Yeah. It's a good question. Like I, I actually, I could probably do both, especially if you could choose the meal. Obviously, you'd get tired of it after a while, but you know you could choose a pretty good meal to mm-hmm. have forever. But kind of like Eric. I think in high school I wore pretty much just like black t-shirts and jeans every day anyways and I really haven't evolved too much style-wise since then so um, I could probably comfortably do black t-shirt and jeans for the rest of my life. Um, I'm just thinking like (laughs) what about like if you're like thankfully I've already done this but if you're like going to get married or something like do you have to wear a black t-shirt and jeans on Mm. your wedding day yeah or can you yeah so that like that kind of thing throws (laughs) throws a bit of uh you know a spin in it you know so you're probably gonna show up on your wedding day in a in a hoodie and sweatpants and you know and uh new balance uh (laughs) running shoes or whatever so uh, or any any like special occasion if you're like work. partaking in someone else's wedding or you know you're 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 like going to a big business meeting and you're like hey guys like uh forgive me i didn't get my laundry done but uh, i think even with that in mind i'd still choose the same clothes every day you'd have to golf in it eric oh, you'd have true. to really didn't think go to work <laughs> yeah I, I would honestly, I'd eat the same meal every day. I think I could pick like a good sandwich with everything in it. And I could eat a sandwich every day, three times a day. Um, good idea. Yeah. And I could wear whatever the hell I want. So, yeah. No, that was a good yeah. question, Matt. I liked it. Uh, <laughs> my next question. one is, would you rather only watch sports or movies for a year, though? I'll add that little asterisk there. Sports or movies? movies yeah i mean i kind of <laughs> figured for you but curtis i'm not sure what would you is it like is it one or the other like it's only that you can only watch one of the two one of the like so no t like tv shows or 
out of the question. Yeah, I'll say no TV shows either. What about YouTube videos? I guess those those you could watch those if you wanted to. <laughs> um, like Facebook Watch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't watch a ton of sports right now. Uh, I'm kind of in a sports lull. I really like sports, and like you know, there have been times in my life where I'm like, you know, when when like the Blue Jays were doing well and the Raptors were doing well, and you know, the Sens were doing well. I would kind of flip between those three sports, watch football on Sundays, but I really haven't, especially since the Sens haven't been doing well, I haven't been watching a whole lot, so I'd probably choose movies. I would go sports, honestly. I could, I'm just too tapped into, like, fantasy hockey, for example, fantasy football, too, and, like, I do need to to watch as well, not just follow along as the year goes on, like I, I love seeing, like I love going to games too, obviously there and watching, like I watch every Sens game. So it'd be a lot to cut out. And like I'm during the regular season and playoffs, I'm dialed into just hockey. And the last few months, at least there, I haven't been watching that many movies. And I feel like I would, that would be a bigger blow to me to lose sports for a year than movies. And then I can always come back the next year and just watch a bunch of movies and TV shows that have been, that was unable to watch because True. of this scenario. Whereas sports, point, like you Eric. just missed a full season of everything basically. Mm-hmm. And um, even like, even lately, like the foot the NFL playoffs were incredible. And to hear about those all the time, like from friends who had also seen it and me not being able to see it because of this, it would kind of suck. Like you're left out of those conversations too. So anyway, I'm going sports. So that's my answer. The next one, actually, yeah, this is kind of similar to okay, the question I just asked and Matt's as well. We kind of blend together. From Justin Mocktinger, former guest, would you rather give up your favorite food for a month or your favorite music for a month? I give up my favorite food because I have like hundreds of favorite food. I'm like the le- least pickiest eater out there. Like I'll eat something else. Okay. Yeah, me too. Like, I, I don't know if I could even identify, like, a favorite food, you know? Like, there's not yeah. one thing that I'm just, like, I, I'm, it's, like, my go-to. Like, I, I'm kind of, like, Matt, I love all food. I, you know, I could probably list five things that would be, I could put at the top. So, like, getting rid of one of those, uh, there's so much more, uh, you know, but... I don't know. You can't really replace like I don't know if when you said favorite music, I don't know if you meant like genre See, or like band. That's what I was also thinking because you could kind of apply the same thing to music. Whereas like I could mm-hmm. easily say, okay, I'm going no favorite music, and then just drop like a couple of rappers that I listen to, and then listen to all the others, because that kind of yeah. be an easy way to circumvent that. So I would assume it's genre of music as well. Like no rap for me for a month. Right. When that would probably is, be the same for you, Matt, as well. Like, if you had to, if you even want to change your answer, I'm just saying, like, it, no more rap, but then you can listen to, like, I know you like some rock as well there. Like, you'd listen to just rock for the month if you're mm-hmm. going favorite music. In a day, I listen to more music than eat than I'm spending time eating, so I would keep all my music and just sacrifice the food. Because it's not like I'm eat like, I listen to music for hours, right, Eric? So I'm not eating for hours every day. Yeah, yeah, and it's, I don't know. I find you can't really replace like even if it's a couple bands or a couple like artists or whatever. 
if they're your favorite they probably are unique and stand out so you know you probably can't replace those as easily but if your favorite food is pizza and you're like no pizza for a month like you know there's other things you can probably fill that void with that hit the spot just as well so yeah i think i agree there you gotta go food honestly just eat some different stuff for a, for a month you'd be okay with not eating a salad eric for a month that's what i was struggling with honestly <laughs> i don't know but i'd make do yeah jack curtis i'll go back to you circling back okay uh so this one we gotta we gotta set the scene um so i i'm picturing like um the martian style situation with uh like the matt damon movie so exploration to a new planet let's just say it's an unknown planet spacecraft crashes uh you're the only one left alive uh no no real hope for rescue uh you have supplies to last you you know let's say 10 years on your own uh, and you, I don't know, you farm potatoes or something, right? So you're, 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 you have a future there by yourself uh, for at least the foreseeable future. Uh, and it's an unknown planet. So um, you're living on your own. Uh, would you prefer to find living beings on that planet? Or would you prefer to spend the rest of your time alone? I mean, there's a big risk element there with are they friendly or not friendly? Are they going to help you or not help you? It's how how much of a risk you want to take. I would I would say meet up like meet like extraterrestrial life and like take that chance, I, because you can gain so much and learn so much and then live in their community potentially. So I'm picking that answer. I'm also going to roll the dice here and be a little bit of a riverboat gambler. You know, try to build bridges rather than burn them and end up in that insane asylum Matt presented in one of his questions there. Because I feel like if you're just on your own and on an island on an, on your own there forever, essentially, or yeah, however long it is, it, you'd go nuts. So I feel like if there's a chance at forging some sort of connection with extraterrestrial beings... Hey, just put in the man hours and just make it happen. And I feel like, like Matt said, there's a lot more to gain out of that than just being solo, dolo. So I'm going with that too. <laughs> you could just end up as human pudding though and, <laughs> and last like Good way to go, 30 honestly. seconds too. Yeah, but I mean, it's over then, right? So yeah, I mean, I think I'd lean the same way. Um, it would be really rough if like, I don't know. We've we've all seen the movies of like what they could be, and there's some pretty crappy, uh, you know, possibilities out there. But uh, yeah, I mean, it would be groundbreaking if it worked out, and who knows what it could lead to in the future. So, got it. You got it. You got it right. It's like once in a lifetime opportunity for the human race. So. But like you said, you could also go out like Meryl Streep and don't look up. So it's the the risk reward element but I, i'd rather i don't know we'll see we'll see what happens if ever <laughs> if you're ever thrust into yeah. a situation like <laughs> exactly that. all right all right yeah. my next one i don't know if this one's super easy or super tough or if it's like a philosophical one or anyways it's would you rather be the best player on the worst team in the league or the worst player on the best team in the league? Classic question. I love that one. Yeah. 
it, it depends on like the the difference in skill between those two teams because you could be the best player on the worst team and you could still be like worse than the worst player on the best team right so it, you you could still be a scrub is what i'm saying even if you're the best player on the worst team um but i don't know i've been in situations before where like you know you don't really feel like a contributor and it just kind of doesn't feel great if you're on a team and you're just like i'm really hard on myself so if i feel i'm i'm like you know at the lower end of the totem pole i'm i, I just like kind of kick myself and stuff so i'd probably choose to be a contributor not for not for like the glory or whatever so much as just like feeling like i'm doing my part and not feeling like i'm a failure so yeah that's what i would choose yeah i mean it can't be a good feeling to be the worst player on a team like you kind of just feel like crap every game too and like people are probably pissed at you if you can read their minds so they'll probably think like oh like this guy's showing up again like just gonna bring us down but if you're on a good team though you can kind of afford to not be the best like okay so the way i took that question initially was if you're in like an nhl team mm-hmm. and you're the worst player on the best team and then you're going on runs and winning cups i would choose that and just because you kind of get carried to multiple stanley mm-hmm. cup rings but if we're just talking like a beer league setting and you're the worst on the best team you're still winning but it's beer league i'd rather be the best than the on the worst team honestly because you feel at least you feel good about yourself but you're also rattled at your team that sucks so there's a bit of like i don't know some um pros and cons to both obviously there but if i had to definitively pick one best on worst team (laughs) i i was thinking long and hard too i think i'd pick worst player on the best team and i'm thinking like more of a like a competitive hockey setting not the nhl but like like midget or midget or junior because even though you're the worst player on the best team doesn't necessarily make means like you're bad at hockey it just means like these guys are so much better than you and i think like yeah you'd be on the fourth line but you would still improve and maybe have a small role but it would be a tough pill to swallow i just i I would love to be on a team that have that has that has success right like eric said like winning cups and i'd rather be part of a winning team than being like oh i'm so much better than everyone but it's like yeah but you're (laughs) it's because everyone else sucks even like you know i don't know I've been in that position where I was the worst, uh, the best player on a worst team, like PWC House League. I'm like, what am I doing with all these like people that can't skate? <laughs> I mean, we we've seen like if you think even NHL hockey, like there's been some situations where there is that kind of like twelfth forward or something, but they can mm-hmm. still have a big impact, especially like back in the enforcer days or yeah. even like in the later days where you know, there may have been like a, a rougher kind of gritty player that, um, you know, you'd see probably as one of the worst players on the team, like skill wise, but that doesn't mean they're not contributing in other ways. I mean, you know, a big hit, a fight, you know, a, a big morale guy. So there's other ways you can contribute other than just like raw skills. So, um, you know, you could, you could still do your role and contribute even if you're not, you know, putting points on the boards. And, like, you could still be, like, a great player on that team just because you're the worst. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're terrible. It's just everyone else is just that, like, it's just amazing, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. not necessarily the worst option to pick here. But 
selfishly you want to be the best so or i want to anyways but in this situation all right good question matt so my next one is would you rather have janice from friends is laugh or joaquin phoenix from joker's laugh Oh my god! I'm trying to think of like how that would sound on a guy. <laughs> having, having. Well, you don't have to think Janice too hard. It's Janice's laugh. Like you got it. it. Oh, it's that's like it's just shot for shot. Uh, Matt, you want to? I'm, I'm picking. I think I'm picking Janice's laugh because <laughs> the other one is like too much like a psychopath. I think I think Janice's laugh would like be so obnoxious, but like people would laugh at my laugh and like it's all good and good fun. I have a weird laugh anyways, and I make people laugh at work with my laugh, so they already laugh at me for that. So Janice's laugh, easy. easy transfer, easy. Yeah, that's a good point. It's it's like quirky and annoying, but not like insane asylum right mm-hmm. so you probably wouldn't make a ton of friends either way with your laugh <laughs> but you wouldn't you wouldn't like scare people away as much exactly with uh walking phoenix so yeah i gotta go uh, janice i think it's the janice show across the board here you're right like people wouldn't find that like they'd find it a little weird at first but then they, they'd grow to love it whereas joaquin they'd always be like kind of afraid and be like yo like is this guy gonna knife us or something like you just yeah. you're kind of that wild card whereas like janice laugh you're your fun guy janice situation like you just bring the energy at the party and like people kind of gravitate towards you i feel like so yeah i mean what else <laughs> needs to be said at this point it's you're really you're really like buttering up that option man like i, I don't know if you'd get gravitated towards with that laugh but you definitely wouldn't like send people running to the hills (laughs) (laughs) you really rose-colored glasses that option maybe yeah so our next submission was from the homie natasha ccsc connection so she had a couple of questions her first one was who would you rather have as a boss michael scott or dwight k schrute Oh, that's a great question. Easy for me. Yeah, me too. Go ahead. I got mine. Go too. ahead. Mike, I'd take Michael Scott because Dwight, you wouldn't be able to get away. With, you won't be able to get away with anything with Dwight. He's like a dictator boss. Yeah, but he would push you to achieve greatness. I feel like I'm also going Michael, though. That being said, like I feel like I would just vibe well with an MGS. Just kind of not not really suck up to him, but just be like you know come up with some jokes and stuff, and uh, I'd do my job yeah. and just coast kind of thing. It'd be chill, like great stories every single day at the office, which is what I used to live for going into the office. So I'm going mm-hmm. Michael for sure, but there's definitely some merit to choosing Dwight if that's the path you're going down, Curtis. Yeah, I I, I can't see myself choosing Dwight his like his approval would and praise would probably mean more than Michael's because Mm -hmm. if you the the few times Dwight was actually like nice or like or or he he showed some of that 
kind of more human side in the show were actually some of my favorite moments. Um, but how hard would you have to work to get there? And you'd have to fall in line, you know, behind his crappy management style. So, uh, yeah, I'd probably try to just like be the gym to, uh, to mm. the Michael, you know, and just like slack yeah. and, but just like try to look really good while doing it, you know, and, uh, always have an excuse if he asks me to hang out. So. Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. So the next one was, would you rather know how you'll die or when you'll die? Another classic. I'd rather know how. Why? Because when I would, well, I mean, there's merits to when you could like know exactly how much money you need to live your life and know when you're dying. But like the unpredictability for me, unpredictability for me would be a good thing. It'd be like, I can wake up every day and I might die today. So I'm going to live every day like it's my last. And But you know I'd how. I'd be very though, happy. Like you, yeah, well, I, I wouldn't know how. It could be like cancer. I wouldn't know uh, when I would get cancer. It could be hit by a car. I don't know when I'm getting getting hit by yeah, a car. Yeah, so wouldn't you just live each day in fear if it was something that could potentially no, I would happen just, every day? I would like erase that and just like pretend like, oh. No, you can't just so erase it. Very man. easy to say. <laughs> But what like, if she says die of old age? That's how I'll die. Yeah, like, that's like, sick. Oh, that's the, like, that's you're, the dream. You're that's the, the best case scenario. You yeah. might know you'll so die I'm of old age. The like money. Great. But that's I'm like, rolling the dice and picking how. How many options are there outside of that? Um, that Hundreds. Yeah, exactly. So it could be... Tornado. It could be choking on food. It could be... Uh, get it, it could be a car accident. It could be, you know... Um, slipping on the ice outside and like so, so yeah. every winter matt goes outside in a bubble because he doesn't know what day it happens but one day he slips on the ice and hits his head you know so i don't know you'd you'd be living in fear every day i think versus mm, not living perhaps. in fear until you know exactly when it's gonna happen so perhaps yeah, I'm not perhaps, man. Come on. It's, I mean, unless. <laughs> well, it depends unless, what they say. If it's drowning, I'm avoiding water like the plague. But then but watch me, think... like, drown in a tub. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I don't think you can avoid it. That's the thing. So, like, no, yeah, you, you can't. could be walking to work and slip and fall and hit your head in a puddle. Like, and you're done. Exactly. You're done. Like, for example, if it was like you're going to die in a plane crash or something, easy out is, okay, I'm never going to travel by aircraft. But there's going to be a situation that arises that you have literally no choice but to get on that plane and then it's going to click. Even if you have kind of forgotten about it, you'll remember, like, it'll be a deja vu, like, holy shit, this plane's going down or something. Yeah, the final destination here, like... Yep. Or or one just falls out of the sky and and crushes you. There you go. So, I mean... It's it's inevitable, right? So are you so. going with when, Curtis? Is that your answer? I'm guessing it is. I was actually just devil's advocating <laughs> that. Um, because what the way he confidently came out, I was like, You're I don't think you're thinking this through percent. <laughs> Cause I my gut would probably say I, I would usually probably side with Matt, but I think once you think about it and you start thinking about how many options there would be that would actually impact your everyday life, it would probably I- impact your quality of life so much more than just knowing. Mm-hmm. And then you could live as you could literally take any risk, live as freely as possible. You're not you're not going to change anything, right? It's it's already set in stone. Regardless of which option we choose, it's not changing. So you might as well pick the one that. I don't know, lets you live 
as freely as mm-hmm. possible. And I mean, True. I think it's a, a dice roll either way, though, because if it's like, I don't know, if it's in two weeks from now, then yeah. True. you're you're kind of fucked. But I, I think it's less than a, of a dice roll if you know when, and then you can kind of live your life, like build it up beautifully and to mm-hmm. your choosing up until the point when you'll die. So you can just kind of map everything out somewhat stress-free knowing like hey i'm gonna accomplish these things that then and here and when whatever so it gives you so much more structure and freedom and not not having the constant fear of not finding having found out how you're gonna die that it could happen this day right Mm -hmm. plane falls from the from the sky like you never know so i'm also i'm gonna go with when Eh, good answers. I think me was hoping for a good way to die, and then like having peace of mind that no bad accident's gonna happen to me. And if I'm if I'm told I'm gonna die when I'm sixty years old on this day, it could be like a hor- horrific lawnmower accident. But if I was told how I'm gonna die, it's like okay, it's not as bad as I thought. I'm gonna be hit by a car and not feel a thing. The lawnmower. But you're, no, Kurt, you guys are right. Like I'd be super scared every day to cross the street. But I don't know. <laughs> for sure, I, I didn't give it enough thought. Maybe. <laughs> That's oh, Curtis's turn. Did you have something to say, Curtis? Oh, you got. An... No, I see. No, she has one, one more question. This one is kind of oh, more, more, okay. more for me because it's from this show that I watch called The Challenge, and she asked, "Partner for the challenge, Polly or Devin?" So just a bit of background. I hate both of these characters for different reasons. I'm just gonna explain kind of who, like each of them are, really quickly. There, Devin, like super cocky, thinks he knows everything not an athletic guy doesn't really do well in these challenges but somehow gets pretty far because of good social game Polly, kind of more athletic also super cocky manipulative a liar but better at the competition so i hate devin watching the show but having seen how like other castmates talk about him and stuff like apparently he's a pretty cool guy loves to crush beers and has a good social game which i feel like is how i would play I'd just connect with the people crush beers all that can't believe I'm saying this. I would go with Devin, even though Polly, I think, is a better competitor. I'm gonna go with Devin. He just made it to the finals this season. You guys can also hazard an answer here based on what the information I've presented. I feel like uh, Curtis is a Polly guy, but he might surprise. I don't me. know. You sound just like Devin, actually, the way you're talking. <laughs> so. I'm just gonna crush beers and have an immaculate social game, but uh, yeah, this guy's way. But I feel like I would be better in the competitions than him, though. I will say. Yeah. Anyways, no, I have no idea. No idea. I, I I'd go with the uh, I go with the person that has the the better uh, athletic and uh, you know uh, the prowess of of being able to do the physical challenges. I guess. That's a smart answer. Got to get on that man challenge season thirty eight coming up soon. Holy <laughs> Let's shit. go. Oh my God, thirty eight. It's in gem, man. All right. So thank you, Natasha. Good questions. Yeah. Good questions. Uh, so, uh, would you rather have a Mike Tyson style face tattoo mm. or have a life sized tattoo of your own face on your stomach? <laughs> That's nice. easy for me. Tattoo right, on my stomach. Yeah. Because you can stomach? hide that. You can't hide. Yeah. Why not? You can't hide your face tattoo. And I could always just hide my own face on my stomach 
and I would just have a long conversation with a girlfriend or any girl I'm trying to, you know, get intimate with. Yeah, it'd just be a weird beach. conversation. At the beach, like just you just have a long conversation. Might not have, Every- might not be able to go to the beach anymore. But I don't want a face tattoo. That's a, a necessary sacrifice, I guess. It's just I don't know. Like having it maybe in some certain situations justify a face tat a tattoo of my own face on my stomach. I think that's a tough look. Face tat. <laughs> I'm not a fan of face tattoos. Like I'm not a tattoo person really. I'm not, don't plan not planning on getting any tats, but. Having a tattoo of my own face on my stomach, I feel like is a tougher look than face tattoo. So no, no. you'd be judged every single day, Eric. Every I know, yeah, day you'd be judged. it's lose lose yeah. situation, honestly. Yeah. And yeah, you can you'd definitely hide it for, way more. You'd be judged for different things, though. I think like I think everyone who has like an abundance of tattoos that are visible or like face tattoos kind of gets judged for just for the wrong reasons, right? Like mm-hmm. I think. You could be the nicest person and the most and the smartest person. You could just get labeled as like, I don't know, a bum or something, right? But that's th- like if you have a tattoo of your own face on your stomach, you're being judged. I think for different reasons. You're not being judged. You're not being judged unfairly. You're being judged kind of because you're an idiot and you're like conceited enough to have your own face permanently tattooed on your stomach. But there are like the big pro is that not as many people see it. Like like Matt said, everywhere I go yeah. in a in a serious meeting, like, you can't hide that face tattoo. And right away, Curtis, like you said, you might be the smartest person in the room, but they don't they see you as the dumbest person in the room immediately, and yeah. everything you say loses mm-hmm. credibility. Whereas now I'm kind of coming around on my own face tattoo on my stomach because <laughs> it kind of becomes like this funny thing. Like let's say at hockey, for example, like tarps off like going to take a shower whatever it's just people like clowning me for it and i'm just like yeah i know it's such a stupid tattoo whatever but it, like bring again back to the janice laugh everyone gravitates towards it like it brings the people together i'm going my own face tap <laughs> on my stomach he's so <laughs> I, optimistic I, about i had to just talk it through think it over a little <laughs> bit it's a benefit like this is a good thing <laughs> yep. like, i'm going to get one <laughs> Uh, I, yeah, that, that was, I don't know. That just kind of came to me and it, it was kind of, um, it was kind of like inspired by that Josh Norris so good, tattoo that, 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 that kid got. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, I think I'd probably lean towards the face tattoo and I don't know maybe you could uh, get creative with like makeup and stuff and cover it, uh, in certain situations that I think like you definitely run into situations where you'd have to explain the the stomach tattoo and and you're like it's you know it's a laugh but it's also like it's pretty embarrassing um, <laughs> and you'd, you'd have to tell that story quite a bit i think okay this one is pretty it's just, i guess it's a serious one uh would you rather live until 50 you're only living to 50 years old you're very famous and rich and you have your name go down in history because you either invented something or you're going to be taught and basically your name's going to be mentioned in schools for the rest of like existence because you are very important but you only live till uh, 50 or you live a happy normal life until like you're 95 but like only your children will remember you and you'll eventually be like phased out in their memories of the grandchildren and etc so which one are you picking like no one else you like friends don't remember you like... well friends count i'm just yeah fr- 
the next generation will remember you friends and family but like you the other way you're living like a thousand years from now those your name will still be mentioned in books and like as part of history either as a politician or a scientist or something maybe an athlete like a world record like a record holder for the nhl or anything like that but you're only living till 50. well i'm already more than halfway all of us are more than halfway to 50. so do i only want another half or less of what i've already lived for the rest of my life but i'm extremely rich and can live like a crazy life of rags from Mm -hmm. rags to riches <laughs> not necessarily rags, but you know what I mean. And um, Lululemon fans be remembered. <laughs> it was also the hoodie too, Lulu. But um, yeah. so I would go. I'm probably gonna go 95, honestly, because I would rather have like the people who I really know that once I'm gone, like they remember me fondly and I have a nice impact. For at 50, you're not seeing really grandkids, or maybe like you're just see like their them for their first years Mm -hmm. of their lives but i would much rather have like just a normal life where i did decently for myself and had a good healthy relationship with my family and friends and uh, yeah i don't need the notoriety or infamy of Mm -hmm. just living up to 50 yeah that'd be my answer yeah i agree the notoriety and fame doesn't do anything for me when I'm dead. So, I mean, mm. maybe my family benefits somewhat from that. Yeah. But I think as I get older, I, you know, the things that mean the most to me are not, you know, the material things or, you know, or the things that it's, it's more like time. I think time is probably the most valuable thing to me. And as you get older, I think that's kind of, Mm-hmm. A lot of people, I think, see that. So if you can, like, kind of even regardless of how that time would go, if you're telling me I could have that much more time, I would have to take that. Yeah, I agree with you guys. Like, no matter how rich you are, you can't buy time. And w- would it be cool to be, like, an actor that, like, Sally passed away too soon, but, like, will be immortalized in the mo- Like, Heath Ledger almost. Like, you'll always, Heath Ledger will always be remembered by, like, movie fans and Batman fans. And we'll still say his name in like 50, 100 years. Well, I mean, we'll see. Um, but yeah, you're right. Like those 45 extra years of like living experience and like doing things, invaluable. Nice that we're all on the same page. I don't think we will be for my my last one. It's like really not a serious question at all. I was kind of just struggling to see what I wanted to ask. I'm going to read this one, but I'm not really expecting you to answer. It's a dumb question. So one I wrote down was, would you rather live in a lighthouse in a desolate village or legally change your name to Mordecai. <laughs> we don't need to go down that. <laughs> so what? You're just gonna you're just That's gonna easy. read it. Just throwing then... that out there. That that the extreme of consciousness style. Like these are the thoughts that are coming to me. But mine, unless you want to answer that, the last one I'll ask. If, if you have to cut one out for the rest of your life, beer or liquor, what would it be? <sighs> Mordecai. <laughs> Me too, Mordecai. <laughs> and beer. You'd cut out beer? Is that your answer, Matt? Yeah, I'd be called Maury, like for short, like not Mordecai, <laughs> the nickname. And Sick. I don't really drink that much beer anyways. I only drink rum pretty much, so easy decision. Yeah, you, you could do a lot with Mordecai. Like you could like you could even tell people to call you Kai. 
Kai. I don't know if that's a thing. Morty. That's a word. That's a that's a name. Kai is a sick a name. name, actually. Yeah. More more. Mo- Uncle Morty. <laughs> Mord. <laughs> yeah. Um, Vault. But I mean, what's wrong with living in a, a, a lighthouse? I don't, I don't know. No, I mean, you're just kind of like in this random village on the outskirts of some sea rocks adjacent to your lighthouse. <laughs> like your your closest source of human contacts, at least like a, a 20 minute walk to the village, I would say. Yeah. And it's like you're ah, living in black and white also. I don't really mind either of those options. I'm an outsider anyways, and the name, you know, leaves a lot to play with. So, I mean, I'll take both. Um, and I'll cut out liquor, I guess. I, I don't drink a ton either, but I when I do, I normally drink beer. So, I would cut liquor out. Yeah, me too. The Mordecai, 100%. I ain't living in no life lighthouse. And I would also <laughs> cut out liquor, honestly. Like, I, I like... Um, liquor but i drink way more way more beer if, when it comes down to it they're like i love beer too top three beverage in my books i've been very vocal about that i, I chose cooler guy for god's sake so it's all coming full circle <laughs> cooler <laughs> guy cooler guy mordecai let's go <laughs> cooler guy's not whipping out a two six of uh of rum anytime soon no, no, right no. He's, wh- he's whipping out the bruce cooler guy kai's got the lug treads on deck hey. for the fellas you know the, the gals so yeah no that was and we had one more listener submission from my cousin dan so his was a bit different than a would you rather it was if you had to choose one hero or villain from the marvel cinematic universe to be who would it be and why hmm. mcu hero or villain who would it be and why to go first i i my superhero Slash villain knowledge is pretty minimal. I, I think I, I okay. I can answer it. I'd ra- I'd want to be Thor because like he's overpowered like ability wise. Like he's that'd be amazing. Super strength, flight, all of that, and he's just like a genuinely liked, well liked guy. He's not I, Thor. Easy, easy for me. Mm, yeah, Thor, great. He's answer. badass. He's badass. <laughs> Go ahead, Eric. I'm, I'm no, I'm actually struggling. Even though right I've now. I've had this question on my phone for a few days now, I didn't really think about an answer really um the first thought that came to mind was like iron man just because of all the perks of like being very rich and like we just talked about a few a few minutes ago like yeah it's not important to me i'd rather have family values and all that but having all that money being a billionaire you know offers a lot of flexibility cool but i like thor as well you can pick hawkeye Eric. You know, i was thinking yeah for sure i was thinking hawkeye you know came to mind more more of a ronin guy but um yeah, I'll go with uh, Tony Stark on this one. So it was heroes and villains? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So can I just pick Thanos then? Yep. Absolutely. And just, and just like, like snap my fingers and, you know, get what I want? I also thought Thanos. I don't know enough to, like, put a, put a high level of analysis into this. For some reason, I've just, like, I just haven't uh, kept up with... Uh, superhero slash villain stuff as much as everyone else i haven't gotten really on that bandwagon so yeah you know it's probably not a bandwagon but you know what i mean i just haven't really like i I haven't seen a ton of those movies or anything like that so i I, my my answer is uh i don't know it's uh 
it's based off of my very little knowledge so well for for some people too there's it's been like oversaturated there's too much of it it's um for sure yeah not for me but some have said that i'm not one of those people <laughs> i love it all so yeah no that was good stuff guys um great questions you know you did all right even though it was i was a little nervous about my list i think it turned out all right same oh, yeah. you guys curtis four for four on the pod always a pleasure to have you on here any final notes for the listeners no just thanks again uh good uh good questions to you guys good questions to the listeners and uh yeah looking forward to uh to hearing it back yeah thanks a lot curtis absolutely killed it on there always a pleasure and a good time having you on here so we'll now get on to our random recommendations Matt, I'll go first and actually just okay. impart the TV show that Andy and I are watching right now that you've actually mentioned it on the, the program a while back and like it's picking up some traction now that season two is airing on TV. So we're watching Euphoria right now starring oh. Zendaya in the the main role of as Rue. So good. So good. I'm We're both loving the show. Not up to date yet. The last episode we saw was the episode 9 which is a special episode in which Rue and Ali are in the diner basically the whole episode is just a conversation driven episode I don't know if you remember great stuff and I just like Zendaya only really seen her in the Spider-Man movies and in Dune very briefly up until this point and you just really seeing her acting chops on display in this show they're incredible she she won an Emmy for season 1 I haven't seen season two yet. I'm sure she's going to get nominated at the very least, if not win. I'm hearing only good things about season two, so I'm pumped to get to that. Yeah, it's a, it's an intense show, though. It's on Crave. Like, Zendaya plays a character who struggles with addiction, like, major drug issues, and, like, it's in a high school setting. Very adult, like, a lot of, like, drugs, sex, and uh, drama. Mm-hmm. It's really good, though. Like, strong recommend. I'm glad you liked it. It's just, it's a show, honestly, I think I could only watch by myself, like, it's so, like, I mean, you're watching it with Andy, that's, like, yeah. nothing's awkward between you guys, right, but, like, but think of that show, Eric, like, watching it with a friend, how cringy that would be, or, like, there's a lot of, like, the themes, oh, my God, I need to get into on season two, though, Eric, thanks for reminding me, that's a show that I kind of, like, lost track of, so, it's a good reminder to get on it. Because, yeah, there were, like, three years in between seasons, too, right? I think right. COVID kind of delayed the second yeah. season's production. So now they're back on track. And I think they're already renewed for a third season. So Good. I don't know how long this show can go for. Like, the whole time you're rooting for Zendaya, like, to just get clean mm-hmm. and stuff. And uh, a lot of ups and downs, highs, of course, no pun intended, and mm-hmm. lows. So, uh, really good stuff. Strongly mm-hmm. recommend. If anyone has Crave, get on that show. You'll have a newfound appreciation and respect for Zendaya if you didn't already have respect for obviously like, I'm a, mm-hmm. a fan before but yeah so that's a show we're Sweet. watching Euphoria so the show I'm watching now is actually a show from the early 2000s it's my girlfriend like we started watching it with her from the beginning and she's like oh you'll love this show and it, it's a show I knew about it's called Arrested Development oh, nice. with Jason Bateman Michael Sarah, Jeffrey Tambor I mean you got Will Arnett in there David Cross like it's it's a really funny 20 20 to 30 minute episode 20 to 30 minutes per episode show i love it so far i'm already like on episode 15 and i've only been watching for a week um i'm a slow watcher i guess uh it's 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 a very unique format no laugh track there's a narrator 
it bounces around really fast. The dialogue, like you blink and you miss jokes, basically. Like I have the subtitles on. It's very like rapid fire, like jokes and deliver. Like you don't have time to think. Like you're always moving on to the next thing. It's very fast paced. So I'm glad I, I'm glad uh, she recommended that for me. And I'm going to watch the whole, like it's only five seasons in total, 84 episodes and done. Um, so that's a TV show. You want me to just dive into my couple movies, Eric? Yeah, sure. Okay. So these are two horror movies on Netflix. Both completely different, but I enjoyed both of them. We'll go with like the sillier one first. Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Simply titled that, it's a sequel to the original. So now there's like three or four movies called Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and we're going to have to differentiate them. We're going to have to identify them by their year. So this is the 2022 one that just came out. I thought it was a stupid story and like... The story makes it it doesn't matter. Like why I watched the movie was to see exactly what I got was to see the main killer Leatherface like killing teenagers and excess gore and you know what it delivered in that respect so I can't fault the movie too much. I had a good time watching it. 80 minutes and done. Um before I get into my next movie Eric, did you watch the Texas Chainsaw Massacre? No, well like I sent you that post there on Instagram there yeah. at this page I follow who review movies and like they gave it a half a star rating so I just thought like I read the their review I thought it was hilarious they're just ripping this movie up and I was mm-hmm. kind of hoping that you had you when you said you watched two movies I was hoping that yeah. was one of them just to kind of yeah. see what you thought about it. And like like I said obviously horrors horror movies aren't necessarily the ones I dive to right away as soon as i see a new one on netflix so bad reviews in general kind of make me steer clear from a certain movie so no i'm probably not gonna watch it i read i read that entire review and the guy is not wrong everything he said was right but there's a special like there's people like me that like watching like shitty slasher movies that are very bad on story and characters but deliver on stylistic kills and excess gore and i'm kind of a gore hound so i like watching that so for people like me they would they'll really enjoy this movie it's a throwback to like old school just throw as much blood as possible on the screen and like and have a good time so that's texas chainsaw massacre the other horror movie i watched is actually that's the one with the story and the great acting it's called the clove hitch killer you have a boy suspecting his dad of being this infamous serial killer that's been dormant for like 10 years and at first, like he starts uncovering more and more stuff and doing investigating because his dad may or not or may or may not be this person. And it's a really like investigating, like thriller esque movie with just solid acting on everyone's part. The son, the dad, the friend helping him. Um, that one had a really good story. And like the more you find out, you're like, holy crap, holy crap. And it's like anybody fascinated with like serial killers or like crime basically like true crime will love will like this movie a lot i call it a horror film it can be considered just like a crime thriller psychological movie so that one i recommend more it's the clove hitch killer on netflix oh that sounds interesting i will add that to the list yeah that one was solid okay oh it Um, sounds interesting big time mm mm-hmm like I said earlier in the episode, I haven't been watching that many movies lately. We did watch another a documentary on Netflix that's been kind of pretty big. Like, I think a lot of people would have heard of this by now. It's called The Tinder Swindler. Mm. Have you heard of this matter? Have you watched yeah, it? I watched it. Yeah. I watched it. I would recommend that. Like, I thought it was interesting. It was a pretty crazy story about this guy. I don't want to give anything away really there, but basically this guy who's using Tinder meets quite a few different women around the world. 
And I mean, it's in the title, Tinder Swindler. Leave it at that. The the story is told from the perspective of uh, many women. And uh, I thought it was a roller coaster ride. A couple of twists and turns along the way. Crazy entertainment. I found myself like very invested and like wanting certain things to happen as I was watching. Right? You know what I'm saying, Matt? Like I was definitely. Mm-hmm. Feeling... I I was never bored for a second either. Like I heard from a couple ladies at work though that hated this one because they were so infuriated them being young women like these women they're so infuriated at like how these women like how gullible they were eric and like they hated the behavior they hated how they um how they got suckered i guess like i guess it made them feel like oh these are stupid like this they, they didn't even finish the movie. They were so, like, enraged. And I'm like, oh, I didn't see it that way. I just took it. Uh, like, they didn't even make it to the end where you find out, like, what they, the steps they... What yeah, anyways. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, it is an infuriating movie if you take it, like, holy crap. Like, some people... That actually happened to some people. No, I was getting frustrated at some points, honestly. You're right. But I still kept right. powering through there. and uh, Same. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I really enjoyed Don't it. Don't watch many documentaries there, but this one was a good one. And uh, definitely recommend... Um, just quickly, I'm, I mentioned that I was reading Dune there like a few episodes ago. I'm done that one. I also finished Dune Messiah, the second Ooh. book. Love that too. Like it's, it's looking like they're going to make a trilogy out of the Dune movies and that the second one will cover the second half of book one. And then the third one will Ooh. cover book two, which I see that as a, like, that's a, that'll be a fantastic place to wrap up the storyline of Dune and I now just started the third one. So I'm um, children of Dune. So it's fun to get back in that. Like a nice new series of books to just get into and just eat that those pages up. So that's been fun nice. to read. Yeah. I mean, that's what I would have to recommend off the top here. Like albums. I'm obviously you don't want to over like just keep saying these guys' names there. But I would album that just dropped today. God Don't Make Mistakes by Conway the Machine. Check that out. If you've never listened to his music, I would recommend it. Great album. Lived up to the expectations for me. Yeah, I listened to that today too. I I go with what you say. It's one listen so far, but I really enjoyed it. Um, but other than that, no books or no other music for me. Same with my movie watching. It's been going downhill, but that's fine. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And now like the restrictions are starting to loosen up a little, like starting to get back to a little bit more normal life. It's great stuff. Yeah, so um, mm-hmm. that was super fun, man. A great pod once more. Big episode coming up as well in a few weeks. We'll be doing, I'll just throw that preview out there. If you're still riding with us at this point, you deserve a preview. We're going to be doing a um, Dark Knight. Finally, that episode is happening. We're going to be discussing the Dark Knight trilogy with heavy emphasis on the movie The Dark Knight, which Matt has claimed multiple times on the pod is somewhat overrated. And, um, well, um, hey, looking forward to hearing... Matt's arguments and also going to be giving a breakdown and analysis of the movie the Batman which will be coming out this Friday by the time this episode drops looking forward to that Matt any comments on that final notes to the listeners thanks everybody for listening I hope you enjoyed this episode again in like completely different format just like a fun relaxing one um and I hope everyone's having a safe and good time right now and like it's we're all we're approaching spring people like one more like month and i think we're gonna start seeing like we're gonna start having fun again yes sir outside yeah so yeah thanks a lot everybody for listening stay tuned for episodes dropping every two mondays continue to stay safe love you all and yeah peace